Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Patty Holstrand and this is KWOD Radio and we're on live. Oh, music is still there. So she alive. No. I just locked the cat down. <laughs> and about live radio. You know, this is uh it's Thursday. And can you freaking believe that's Thursday already? I know I never can. A blank in a Thursday. What's up with that? I'm not sure if it's because I'm older or just uh, just do too many things in, in the days and they just keep flying by. We're almost a tax day. I know we hate that word. We're going to be talking today to the creator of Grave Game. He's one of the creators. Actually, a surrealistic survivor, survival horror experience. I saw Tristan and his group at the uh, last Sunday at the Phoenix Film Festival for a geek day. We're practically neighbors. I say practically because we only had one other vendor between us. And... He came over and talked to me and uh, said, hey, yeah, we just got a Kickstarter for this game. And you guys all know that I'm definitely into independent uh, independent creations of any kind, whether it's game or art or books or claymation. Who knows? It doesn't matter to me it's because, you know, I think that all creators are awesome. Here's some residual stuff, so I apologize if, you got, if you're hearing uh, some background chatter there. That we are on live. Just remind you that you do have a call-in number. 
and I know you had I had like 20 people listening uh, live last night for our first ever uh, remote broadcast music show. The Hey Girls Americana show. So we're so excited to be a part of that. And uh, we had about 20 or more listeners. I have to look and find out what my up-to-date numbers are uh, after 7 o'clock today. But, you know, obviously with everything that's new and live, we had some uh, technical difficulties uh, regarding hookups. I'm trying to be able to hear uh, things that are going on live as well as things that we put on the radio. So <laughs> nothing's ever created equal. And technology is just one of those things. Uh, it's, it's awesome. You know, a lot, a lot of things that we're doing now are awesome. We can reach out and hold conversations with 100 people at one time uh, all around the world. But, you know, there's still something to be said about the fact that, that not all technology works when it should. I remember I was doing a show with somebody in uh, India, and their lines are just not like ours here, with fiber optic and whatnot. Uh, he's on their, uh, that line with like 15 other people. <laughs> so, you know, uh, getting knocked out several times, and or uh, residual people were, uh, you can hear the chatter from, people on the other line so you know you're going to have you know issues no matter what you do uh, and uh, you know every line is going to have some chatter in it and uh, we're using way too many uh, too much reliance on our technology that the chatter just causes problems and we just don't know what to do about it so uh, you know, we complain, but the thing is that it really comes down to it is still the technology is, is so cool. And you guys got to consider the fact that, you know, this is, we're doing some things that, are, uh, you know, a few years ago we could never do. And so uh, you got to consider, okay, some of the chatters, uh, not being able to hear crystal clear because of the fact that it is live and you're never going to hear crystal clear because you know what? Live is not digital, people. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, printing a book on a huge web press compared to printing it digitally on a huge copy machine. Copy machine is going to look crisper and cleaner, but it's going to cost you a little more. And and then you you get your web press, which is a little down and dirty printing, uh, never going to be exact. Some pages are off, um, you know, sideways, whatever uh, problems happen to to it, and then when it's bouncing all over the screen uh, as it gets printed. So it's never going to be perfect. So whenever you do something live like that, and to me, uh, live radio like we were doing last night is a lot like the web press. <laughs> You're going to have a little, you know, scratchiness, a little mistakes, and and you're going to have it. It's not digital, okay? So uh, bear with us when we, you know, technology is what it is, and and equipment is what it is. When we want to do, we really want to bring this show to you, and we're going to find ways around uh, what we've got and make it even better. So I think I know um, somebody who knows all about that the whole technology thing and, and its issues. And that's Tristan. Tristan. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, you're on live. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I actually tried to call in. Um, it was saying not allowed, so I had to go through Skype. Oh. So uh, hopefully, um, yeah, I, hopefully you guys can hear me okay. I'm sorry for the the trouble here. I've been on for like 15 minutes trying to get on. No, hey, I that's what I was talking about. That happens when you work with technology. Yeah, it's never sure. exact. <laughs> yeah, you know. so uh, sorry about that. Um, hopefully your your listeners are patient. Oh yeah, I was just telling them. You know, I was filling the filling the the time with mindless numbing information. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I talked to them about where we met. That was last Sunday at the, you know, at the uh, film festival. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Actually, um, that's one of a number of events we've uh, shown the game at so far. Um, we, we showed it during the Phoenix Art Museum um, Art in Games exhibit. We do events off there. Um, we also were part of a month-long uh, Phoenix Arcade 2.0, which was actually at the ASU West campus. Um, so we, we, we've kind of been doing like an eight approach to game because we've been showing it at things like film festivals and art galleries a lot more heavily just like game conferences. So it's been kind of a cool experience and it's definitely a unique crowd. Hang on a second, Tristan. Sure. We've got some fading in and out. I'm going to see if somebody can tell me if they're hearing the same thing I am. That's a half of the Skype sometimes. Yeah, sorry about that. I think my connection is pretty good, so it should be okay. Wouldn't help I spelled it right. Huh. So, yeah, so you've been getting getting around and getting your equipment around. Yeah, you, so and we, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you have a, an issue with having to educate you know, people on your equipment. Well, so we're using the, um, and actually what's kind of interesting, um, most of the people who we should never seen anything on the Oculus before. So we have to kind of explain to them how it's different than a normal game controller or PC keyboard and mouse. Because uh, most people think that you can turn your head and actually look around with your head. Um, and then also, uh, I've noticed that almost everybody who puts it on initially who's never tried it before is shocked by how immersive it is. Like, it really does feel like you're in virtual reality, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, tell us about that, what that looks like. It's, uh, like, uh, you know, how it fits on the head. Yeah, so actually what's pretty cool is that um, virtual technology is definitely not new. Um, but what's really unique about the Oculus Rift is it actually taking advantage is to make a 3D image because um, rather than to do some sort of 3D holographic projection or anything like that, it's actually just using two lenses and it's sending one image to each eye, roughly similar to what you would see out of your own eyes, and then you you basically just your head converts those two images into a single 3D image, made it your eyes normal. So it's actually simpler setup than a lot of the things that have been tried in the past, and I think it's its beauty is really in its simplicity because it's so easy to um, relate it back to what we know and what we see. Hello, are you guys still there? Yeah, trying okay. to put on a different uh, thing there. I was wondering what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Never know. Cool. Go ahead and say something else so I know whether or not it affects it. Okay. Um, hopefully you guys can be like the, uh, what, the Verizon guy. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, but it's more like, can you, now? <laughs> yeah. Um, does it sound better? Yeah, it's it's still got some scratchiness, but I don't think there's anything I can do on this end. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I I just bought a new microphone and it, it's a pretty good one, so hopefully no, I don't know I don't if it's a connection it. problem. I think it's okay. probably just connection through Skype. That's, sure. Uh, yeah. So usually just calling through the number works, right? Well, if it's that close to the time, I just have them call through the seven seven one four number. But you were right. getting a busy. You were getting a not available. Yeah, so it said the number wasn't available. Sorry, about, I, I, I'm i not sure what the... Uh, I tried like six times. <laughs> That's weird. It's weird. Yeah, well, and, I mean, hopefully you can hear me okay. Yeah. yeah. Looks like we got somebody who said something. Okay. Are there like live what? questions or... Well, that's, that's... Yeah, I got some people on Facebook who are going to ask some questions here. Okay, sure. They didn't get to see your project, but they were looking on your Kickstarter. And uh, yeah. I see you got, you got some more since Sunday, so tell us about 
to, to Kickstarter you. Okay, yeah. So, well, well, this is the first time we've like a Kickstarter project officially. Um, it's been an interesting experience. I know that since Kickstarter started, there have been a lot of people who've uh, kind of jumped on bandwagon, both as people who want to fund Kickstarter project and people who have Kickstarter projects. Um, it's kind of a interesting realm because it's unlike traditional funding methods. So um, it, it really is just going directly to consumers and trying to uh, enlist their support, which is cool because it bypasses some of the things that we um, have to do with publisher funding or something like that in the game industry. Uh, but then for uh, for the consumer, sometimes it's difficult with like, I know not all of the games that have been on Kickstarter have like, come out very rapidly and actually delays are pretty common in the industry whether they're kickstarted or not but definitely when the individual has already paid their money um, into the project I know sometimes people are frustrated by things like that but um, overall I mean we're really excited with how much uh, how much feedback we've gotten we've had over seven thousand uh, dollars pledged already um, and we're about to do some uh, big announcements as far as um, console support uh, we just got the approval today to announce that we can bring Grex uh, One. That's pretty great. Um, we're going to be uh, able to be on one of the next gen consoles. Wow, that's great. So you, I know that you're looking for a certain amount of money. Yeah, and you and I talked briefly about that. Yeah, so that's that's one of those tricky things, right? Because like, um, there's kind of the the ever present gamble of do you ask for the money that you really need or do you ask for the money that you know you can get um, and we have a lot of exposure to the media so we don't have a ton of fun and get them to publish articles or things like that but uh, we ended up going for a $30,000 goal um, and I, did, I, I know it's a little bit steep but it's, for a game development uh, budget it's actually pretty low um, if you look at it as just breaking it down into individual man hours, it's basically the amount that you would need to pay two McDonald's line workers for winter. Um, and, uh, and we definitely have something a little bit more ambitious than uh, hamburgers. So um, it's it's basically we we've, we've crunched the numbers a lot, and we tried to figure out what was the the low and still be able to finish the product. And we arrived at around 30000 as what we would expect for something and then paying for work. Good. And right now you have seven seven $7,382. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and um, and we're super pleased with that so far. Um, what we're looking for is we're going to get uh, more. Okay. Especially surrounding our Xbox One announcement. So... Um, our goal is to do things like what we're doing right now, to let people know about the project and what we're trying to do, what the game is about, and just who we are and um, and why we're asking for the funding. So um, it's not an easy thing to learn about Kickstarter projects. job for me for a couple of weeks. So. Um, and there's still a lot to do. So. Okay. I'm being told that my voice is echoing and yours is... Chopping up. Oh no. Okay. So let me see. I can't. If I get off, then I know, I know I'll lose you. I'm going to. What I'm going to do is. I don't know why the seven one four number didn't use work. You said seven one four two four two five one four five. Uh yeah, that, that's correct. Hmm. I mean, I'm I could try to, calling it again. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm gonna hang hang you up and then try you again here. Go ahead and try that number. Okay. okay. Sure. Step. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> there he goes. We'll see whether or not that works. So, this is this is what I'm talking about, people. You know, you've got uh, technology, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And let's see if I can find Tristan on Facebook. No. 
Yeah, she seems to be having trouble calling into the number. So we're going to see if we can get a hold of him another way. Hmm. Yeah, you know, this is this is what happens when you're trying to get on live and something happens. Tristan. Tristan, Tristan, Tristan. There's too many Tristans. What's up with that? <laughs> too many Tristans. Perish more. Let's see if we can uh, find him on Facebook. Or not Facebook, on uh, Skype here. Looking, 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 looking. No result. Let's try. Oh, beach. That doesn't help any. Everybody says is they're in United States, but not exactly where in the United States. That that didn't help anybody. That definitely doesn't help me. Listen. Tristan, Tristan, Tristan Moore. That did not be new. <laughs> it's just a problem with uh, technology. And I'm not even sure if you can hear me. Tristan, if you can, go ahead and email me. Maybe give me that one. Um... I'm going to email him and let him know, hey, let's see if we can get him, pull him through Skype. Sometimes that, you never know. Because uh, got a lot of Tristan's in there, all in, but most of them are in the United States, but that didn't help any. Okay, who's that? Oh, you can hear me, okay. So, when I got on with Tristan, when he, was, he, he he went through a different route. And when he did that, he kind of threw us off into flux. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, oh, there he is again. Hello. Let's see Hello. You, let's see how you hear it this time. Yeah, so um, I tried calling the same number. And I mean, like I tried dialing one and also just dialing it normally. Um, it doesn't seem like it's at all, unfortunately. Hmm. What is, uh, if you can, do you mind giving me your Skype address? Um, yeah, absolutely. I can give that right away. It's uh, so it's Tristan Parish Moore. No it's periods. Okay. That might be an easier way for us to contact. Uh, it's just because uh, somebody said this soon. There you are. As soon as I'm going to go ahead. Um, I got. I found you on Facebook, so I'm going to go or on uh, Skype. I'm going to go ahead and add you to a group call here. Okay. Into the contacts. I'm sending you a hello. Okay. Hopefully. So I'll receive that in a second. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. I might need to get off of here in order to pull you in. Just got it. Okay. Hello.
Okay, hopefully that works. Okay. I know I've got song on there. You can hear me now, uh, song, because I've had to put Tristan on hold. Let's see if we can pull him in. Now. Should have been able to pull him in. I hear you, Ribbon. Yeah, no Tristan, I know. <laughs> this would put him on hold. Hang on, Tristan. I'm going to hang up Tristan and try him this way. Okay, so we're on broad top for sure. Now we can add participants. Add people. And then... I don't want that. Oh, that's odd. Just is not in our line up here. Boy, you know this is just uh, a wonderful thing we're we're having this issue, particular issue. Uh-huh. Got dropped in the call, not sure. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh! He totally got dropped. Let's see. Let me add. But somebody got out of here. Man. Ten. Yeah, it says you, get, you should be in there, but it's not. Okay. Hang on, Tristan. Sorry about those pe- uh, peeps, and you know we just have this particular issue. I wish I had. I'm going to put you guys on uh, a couple uh, minute and a half of music here. Are you there, Tristan? Okay, I'm going to have to take you off the group. Tristan, are you there? Tristan, are you there? Tristan? Hello. There you are. 
Hi, uh, hopefully everything's resolved then. <laughs> Hang on. We are back and this is K1 Radio and this is Patty Holston. As you know, I'm listening, we were having little technical difficulties, but Tristan been a trooper. <laughs> and uh sure. we we got him on Skype and and everything sounds good now. Okay. I think you sound much better. Yeah, I mean, um hopefully so. Um so yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure where we were left off. I, I was uh, just talking about how we were setting up the Kickstarter and everything. Um, I don't know. Did, did you have any questions or anything that you wanted to get back on track with? Um, we, I know you were talking about your your Kickstarter, and we were talking about the money, and and you and I had talked about that. Uh, at how much money you were going to need. Yeah. Sure. It yeah, was, and I mean and that's the thing where it's like um most people kind of recommend that you want to ask for uh how much money you would actually reasonably need. Like if you ask for too little money and then that's all you get and then you can't finish the game, uh-huh. um that could be problematic. But then at the same time there's kind of a it's kind of a gamble because if you ask for much less money, then you could very easily end up getting um well beyond it. And having that kind of early success, reaching your goal quickly, often increases uh, interest in the product as well. So it's kind of a uh, a gamble that we had to make of like what was the best decision. And uh, we took some recommendations from friends of ours who are in the industry, and we just kind of arrived at the thirty thousand amount as kind of like a balance between numbers where we could actually finish the game, and something that was low enough where people could still um, see it making progress quickly. So. Um, we're not sure if it's the right decision or not since we're still new at this, but um, I think it, it was probably the best decision that I could imagine making at this point in time. So um, we're uh, we're hoping that we get some more media attention and uh, can reach our numbers. Definitely. Now I know that on the video, which was which was well done. You oh, thank showed, you. You showed a lot of uh, a lot of scenes from actual play. Tell yeah. Um, so the game is fully playable as a demo right now. Um, so if you go to IndieDB.com, um, that, there's also a link to it directly on the Kickstarter page. Um, and basically you can download a, a sample demo. That it, It's a kind of an older demo of the game experience that we have set up. Um, but anybody who wants to actually check out the game can do so right now and play it. So they, so they know that we're, uh, we're credible, that we've got a game working. And um, that basically we're, we're trying to move it forward into the next step of production. We're not asking for Kickstarter funding to just get an idea started. Right, right. They're well into this. You've got quite a few scenes and you've got your monsters. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a few different uh, creatures. Um, and I can talk a little bit about that for a second if you want. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> so um, our, our idea behind the game, and we're pretty ambitious which may be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how the how the whole funding arrangement goes. But um, uh, we we really like horror games, but we're um, we're a little disappointed when games don't give you a whole lot of interaction. So we we see games as being primarily about interacting and experiencing something that you can affect. So we wanted to make sure that you had items and objects that you could use to manipulate or attack the creatures around you. But we still wanted to keep the game intense and frightening. So basically what we decided on was that light is your primary weapon, but that each creature you interact with doesn't necessarily react the same way to each of your items. So some creatures are actually harmed by light. Some creatures are just repelled by it. Others actually are very attracted to it and will swarm towards anything that is emitting light. Um, and <laughs> so, so ba- yeah, yeah, so basically um, the idea is that you need to be extremely aware of your surroundings. And every creature that you encounter, you want to listen and look for their silhouettes and their, their kind of tells so that when you're standing on top of a flare warding off the creatures that are there, you're not about to come across something that is inc- incredibly attracted to that. Right. So, and, and our, our goal with that is to create a dynamic where you're scared not just because something is jumping out and sneaking up, but because you are in the corner or what might be coming at you out of the darkness. It's kind of like a real fear of something that you may or may not be equipped for. 
Well, I did notice that you have a lot of outside, you know, outdoors type of uh, motifs. Yeah. And, of um, course, a lot of that was, I, I was reading or listening to one of your developers talk about that so you guys, you know, are in the desert, so a lot of yeah. your scenes are that way. Yeah, so actually, I mean, we did it for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is that, it, like, you know, being in Arizona, um, and I was in Mexico before this, so um, the desert is a place that I really know, and I have, like, a lot of intimate experiences with and I know a lot of the desert is also the kind of the loneliness you can get like late at night oh, yeah. and things start to get a little strange um, and we really wanted to put our own flavor to the experience but not also wanted to pay some homage to the and kind of surrealist painters with our aesthetic like we have these large expanses of open desert that sort of to the horizon and decks get there and actually dynamically change while you play. Um, if you check out the demo, um, you'll notice that there are sections of the demo that pop or materialize and state value. Um, and so we're a surrealist supernatural oh. world as okay. well as the, uh, the interactions with creatures. Are you hearing some problems? We are. We got a message from the engineers from <laughs> from oh, no. Radio. Yeah, they're currently experiencing issues with some guest lines. Their engineers are working on the to re- resolution. Oh, okay. So, yeah. uh, so we know it's not just us. <laughs> sure. Maybe uh, maybe it's uh, the talk radio program or website or something like that. Yeah. Well, okay. Apparently they're they're uh, getting some line problems. I don't know if there's uh, what's going on out there, but so we might wind up losing you at any given moment. So it's definitely not. Hopefully that. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so um, I uh, I know that sometimes these things will happen with uh, shows, so it's it's totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you're doing technology. I mean, you deal with technology. You know it doesn't work always the same way from one moment to another. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, especially, like, um, whenever you start dealing with the Internet. Um, actually, so our original version of the game, uh, an online multiplayer game, did an early prototype where we players actually join each other's games and kind of wander together. Um, we actually, a moment where we had this, concept a little bit just because of how difficult it is for a small team to run multiplayer gameplay effectively. So uh, we're focusing on a single player experience uh, partly because of issues in this kind of realm where unpredictability. <laughs> <laughs> I have somebody who told me to tell you to use your mad, your mad brains and invent the WAD A system. That way we can take over the world. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, we can... We, engineering team of a broken window on that and see if we can get that done. <laughs> um, Dan, our, our senior, um, he's built his own game engines before. I'm sure he could, like, tackle them. Oh, wow. <laughs> so tell us about your designer, the person who's, like, behind the backgrounds and the monsters. Well, so um, as far as designing of gameplay, that's me. Okay. Um, so I, with kind of the main concept, um, as far as like the the visual aesthetic and everything, um, one of, behind that is my wife Abby, who, who who originally was the one who introduced me to the idea of using a more stylized surrealist approach to the world, and that ended up heavily enforcing how we move forward with the whole game development, which is really cool because it's it's kind of fed into our ideas as well as our visuals and. Uh, then we have uh, Will Tate. He did all the creatures that we have in the game so far. Um, and we're hoping to, once we get our funding, to be able to bring him on to do additional creatures. Um, and uh, basically, it, it's been kind of a process of experimentation. Um, we, we want, for various reasons, some that we can explain and some that we can't because they would be spoilers. Um, we, uh, we want to make sure that the creatures have kind of a human touch. Um, and partly that's because... The, the most frightening things are often the things that are closest to human. So if you look at a giant snarling like pig beast or something, you might not be as scared as if you see something that looks like 90% human but is just slightly off. 
Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, and, and I mean, so it's because it hits this kind of concept of, like, the uncanny valley, where something is just close enough to something you identify with uh-huh. that it makes you extra uncomfortable. Whereas the more exaggerated and the crazy it is, um, the harder it is for you to identify with. And it's one of the reasons that zombies are so scary to people. Mm. Um, so all of our creatures we're focusing on, um, we're actually, we used um, kind of unusual references for the kinds of things that we're, we're working on. Like, we actually used um, disaster survivors and, um, like, a starving concentration camp victims as kind of a, an approach as, like, a starting point for with the kind of the tone that we wanted of the creatures. Um, and the reason is because our creatures are not necessarily evil in the way that some other kinds of, like, they're not demons or something like that, um, without trying to actually tell you what they are. Um, I will say that they're meant to be a bit um, sad and um, remorseful more than they are just frightening, but that they're... Um, their unhuman, inhuman qualities are part of what makes them scary with that kind of, like, subtext of, well, maybe there's something deeper there. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good point about, you know, uh, we're scared of something that's close to what we are. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've never really found, <laughs> really found Halloween to be that much uh, scary because, you know, right. it's just too, it's just too far out there. And, there's no humanness to him, to me. Right. So that's never really, I never found that scary, but other things like, you know, uh, thing more paranormal and it's, it's, the monsters are people who are dead. Right. That That's scary to me. Yeah, and actually, so, um, and we even have um, some things that we're developing right now. So, like, um, if you back the Kickstarter in one of the higher tiers, you can actually become a ghost. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll do a 3D model of you in the world, and as players are moving through the environment, you'll actually see flashes of these people that are just, like, in the world watching you. Oh, that would be cool. Hey, everyone, you can become your own ghost. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely encourage it. We, we haven't had anyone pledge in that tier just yet, so uh, you could definitely be the first one to do it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, like, our our philosophy behind the whole um, idea is that if something looks inhuman, it still needs to have a reference back to human concepts and human features, whether it's sound or movement or um, it's it's general aesthetic. We really want to make sure that you you feel uncomfortable when <laughs> looking at the creatures, and that's one of our major goals. And uh, which of course is a super friendly thing for us to do, but. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, got another question for you. Uh, sure. Someone asked if, when you were growing up, did you believe in monsters in in your closet or under your bed? This is from Song River, by the way. Um, so it, it's funny because like my uh, my parents were always super rational about these things. Um, <laughs> so they would like uh, tell me how oh none of these things exist. That's completely impossible. And I'd be like, can you check? And they'd be like, no, honey, there's nothing there. Um, but, like, I remember there was a time when I was a, a kid where I, like, woke up in the middle of the night and I thought I actually saw, like, a ghost standing in my my bathroom. Um, <laughs> like, it, it looked like a headless person just standing there and there was, like, a flash of lightning and I was terrified. Um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, I, I think a lot of it for me was, like, dreams. Um, like, I'd wake up from a really bad dream and I would be convinced that whatever was going on in that dream had to be around somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, so, and then as I, as I got older, um, I, I can't necessarily say that I believe in all of those things, but, um, it's a huge source of interest for me. Like, I love the idea that there might be something out there that we don't understand. Well, yeah, of course there is. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we're on like coast to coast AM or anything. So then they want to know, does that mean that you pull your ideas from your dreams? I would say actually a good number of them, yeah. Um, and it's one of the reasons that the world in uh, Grave is set up the way that it is. Um, like, partly because of the Dali influence, we have a lot of this kind of abstract, um, kind of melancholy, subdued tones in the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is because, um, like, I tend to experience a lot of dreams about kind of like being in a space that I ha- has a general feeling of either discomfort or kind of loneliness. And so, like, spatial relationships are really uh, confusing in dreams. So, like, 
you'll, you'll find that something exists, but then you just are sort of somewhere else in your dream, or that thing that exists is within a space that it couldn't possibly be in. And that's one of the things we're really trying to hone in on in the world of Grave, especially as the game goes on. We want, we want to bring more and more of those, like, this can't be this way, but it still is kind of feeling, where it really unsettles you because of just messing with your sense of reality and then putting that into virtual reality, yeah. kind of a doubly uh, potent combination. Yeah, I can imagine it would. <laughs> what I wanted to know is, what is with the match? I mean, you have this match everywhere you go. <laughs> okay, so yeah, a couple of people have asked us about this, um, and the answer is really simple, actually. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, that was a, there was a match, uh, so I had smoke inhalation. Anyway, uh, the uh, actually the, the the reason for it is that we're just we're a really small team, um, and in fact, a lot of the stuff leading up to the Kickstarter was just me working on it with um, a little bit of support from Dan, where possible. Um, and to be fully honest, we uh, we haven't finished all of those mechanics just yet. So ah, okay. in the final version of the game, like, or in actually in the next update we're going to do, um, you will actually have to light a match every time you want one. You'll only be able to hold it for a certain amount of time. Oh, um, which, which makes better sense. Right. We, we actually <laughs> of thinking that people will buy that because we were like, oh, we'll just put it in as kind of like something that's always on and you can throw it. But then if you, uh, if you want to like switch items, you can do that. And we didn't realize that so many people would be like, that match doesn't... <laughs> so... <laughs> it would eventually get to the fingers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Well, and actually, it really was just like a production constraint in that regard. I've had to do the majority of the marketing and the majority of like the gameplay implementation and stuff like that. So it just uh, it was a bad calculation on what we chose to focus on. So it ran the extra time get finalized. Yeah, you're going like, oh, she would just bring this up, wouldn't she? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I did. I, I think it was just uh, it was something that I noticed the. Uh, how much people would emphasize it. <laughs> and, and literally our first trailer, we put it out, and the match is on screen for like 10 seconds, but because nobody sees him put it out, then people were like, what's with that match? That's way too good of a match. And I'm like, what about all the other stuff? <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, we hang on to that one thing, you know. <laughs> well, actually, I think that what there's a... I think there's a and actually there's a very positive reason that like um, we put a lot of making the game feel cohesive and believable uh-huh. um, so like it's not a really crazy abstract stuff got very detailed graphics we have and Karen right I think that like what the whole map is that it's one of those things that doesn't seem as uh, as credible as the rest of the game the whole really unfinished and just clearly a prototype, I wouldn't have commented on that. Oh, right, right. So, I, I actually, in a lot of ways, I think that that's... It, it's almost like a compliment that people are looking at things like how long the match is. Right. Because it means we're doing a lot of other stuff right. Right. That It emphasizes the one thing because of that, <laughs> that, that you know, it becomes yeah. so obvious because of all the other cool stuff that you've got right. Right, and and I'm, so we're we're glad that that's like we'll have that fixed in the next update. Our backers when you better backer <laughs> demo that. and all go. that. <laughs> more, so, re- more reasons for you guys to put your money in. You get rid of the match. <laughs> or just <laughs> but yeah, so max at least five dollars on the Kickstarter. Uh, we're giving them a special updated demo, so the most cutting edge new tech um, current version. Whereas the version that we put up for uh, free download right now is a slightly older one. It's basically our GDC build. Um, so you, if you want to back the project, even for just $5, um, we'll get you a pretty cool demo that um, has a lot of things like that, like way better matches. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great thing to add, add there, saying to, we get, you get better matches. <laughs> oh. Or alternate matches if you if you give us five more dollars and it's like people are giving five dollars just so you 
Jake can see that you got rid of the match. <laughs> right, we should just do a match update. Actually, I was thinking we might actually do that. Um, we have a cool uh, video that we're doing this weekend, um, and I don't want to ruin it, but it's kind of a funny uh, promotional thing that we're doing. Um, and I think maybe one of them that we should do is like a uh, like a, an infomercial, like we're selling the world's greatest matches that never run out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that, that, so that's the reason for the matches. So. <laughs> so that's that's a good, great addition. See, it wound up being an awesome, awesome thing to talk about. Sure. Matches. So I have the just so you guys know. Uh, added the information about BrokenWindowStudios.com on the on the flash information down below your screen there. So you have the information on where to find them. Also, StreamCommunity.com. There are shared files there. Uh, cool. And of course, the Kickstarter, which is number one on item. <laughs> yeah. Whole reason, reason for us to be here, you guys. You know, you want to get behind, especially Arizonans. You guys in Arizona, yeah. You know, my my peeps out there, who yeah. love, love the Kickstarter games. Get on there and and show some love here, support. Yeah, we're we're all living in Arizona right now, um, except for our concept artist, who is in England. But um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and, I, and actually, I, if we were to get, like, a ton of money, uh, we would want to bring him over here so that he could be uh, steeped in the Arizona culture as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to party with him when he comes here. Yeah, and, and actually, that's uh, the top tier if you want to invest a lot of money in uh, Grave, is you'll be a VIP guest of honor at our uh, Grave Halloween party this October. <laughs> which I invite, um, if you guys follow us on Facebook or Twitter... Um, we'll be making announcements about that. We plan on having kind of like a big get-together, maybe in the park or somewhere, where we're going to have like kind of a game demo night and a grave Halloween party. Yeah, that sounds like awesome. That'll be a ways off, but, you know, in yeah, October. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Got to start advertising soon, right? I have a fast question for you because we are starting to run out of time. Sure. Um, someone asked, uh, actually, Song asked, does... Do you plan on making a game just computer-driven, or are you plan on going to Xbox or PlayStation or et cetera? Oh, yeah. So and I know we had some technical difficulties earlier, but we, we just um, were able to confirm today that we are approved for Xbox One. Awesome. Um, yeah. So we're going to be adjusting some of our um, setup for the tiers and everything on uh, Kickstarter so that one of the tiers will allow you to be able to select uh, an Xbox One version as well as a PC version. And um, we're currently on Steam Greenlight as well, so once we get greenlit, we'll be able to offer uh, a Steam key as a possible option for a version of the PC game as well. Um, and we're trying to hit uh, Windows, Mac, and Linux for our PC version, yeah. or our personal computer version. Good. And uh, we're exploring mobile as well, but um, you know, Grave's kind of a difficult game to bring to mobile, so I can't yeah. really say too much about that just yet. You got little mini goggles that look into your imagination. <laughs> Actually, I've seen a couple of people who do some cool things with like the accelerometer on people's phones, uh, and almost like fasten the phone to your face. There's some cool things you can do with that. That would be. She said that's freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, it's it's something we're exploring. But uh, just to let everybody know too, um, we're not requiring the use of the Oculus Rift to play the game. Right. Um, so you can play it normally just on your monitor or television set or whatever you end up having. Um, we see the Oculus Rift as a logical extension of first-person gameplay. So we're building the game around immersion generally, so all of our menu systems and UI will fit naturally into both categories. Um, but the main thing that we just want everybody to know is that it's uh, it's not required as a peripheral. So... Even the, the demo that we have right now, um, if you go and download it, you can play it with the Oculus if you have it, or you can just play the normal version. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to ask you, and I was so distracted by trying to get you back on. To... Yeah, yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. Oh, well. I hope it wasn't my fault. No, like I said, I, I got several messages popped up here from Blog Talk, and they were having phone line problems, so sure. it's not us at all, apparently. Okay, well, that's, that, that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, that's a relief. <laughs> it's a bummer, but it's a relief. Yeah. Yeah. So well, now, yeah. I don't know if there were we any know. other questions or if there's a time for anything else. Or. 
Jess, uh, well, we want to let you know that we're going to be covering your games uh, on the WAD. We asked for the newspaper for sure. maybe next issue or the issue after that. Awesome. Um, probably next issue, if Song, if Song will get a hold of you and she'll do the interview with you. And yeah. also, I always ask one question at the end of interviews. So if you listen to my interviews, you'll know what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> if you didn't, you see, you should have. Okay. So, <laughs> question is, and now that you have successfully slain the dragon, how will you celebrate? Oh, um, I'm going to make dragon hide boots and order pizza. <laughs> see, I just, see, I just knew it was going to be good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Tristan. And we're really looking forward to we're keeping an eye out and uh, find out more about your... And of course, we're, every, all my peeps are going to send everybody to your Kickstarter page, okay? So, awesome. Yeah, yeah and, and if anybody had any questions about the game and they wanted to contact us directly, they could just do it at info at brokenwindowstudios.com. And you can also visit the game's specific website at grave-game.com. Windows.com. So I, I added that page to the information down below. Info okay. Windows.com. Great. So that way you can get a hold of him and uh, find out more. See yeah, what? sounds great. Somebody's saying, you know, someone said thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. <laughs> I really appreciate being able to tell you guys about the game. Yes, it sounds like uh, other people were interested too, so there you go. Yeah, cool. Well, then uh, check it out and uh, give us some feedback too. Like, we really appreciate comments and questions. So, like, we, we're always online um, responding to anyone who messages us anywhere on Facebook, Twitter. Oh, I'm definitely, uh, definitely going to send my son the, the uh, demo, and then, you know, that way he can take a look at it too, because he's 20 year old. So, he's your target market. He loves horror. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, tell them to mosey on down and check out the Kickstarter page. Yes, awesome. Thanks so much, Tristan. Yeah, thank you, Betty. I'll see you later. Okay, bye-bye. Let's see here. I think I'm going to wind up losing everything, so if I do, then you guys can... can, uh, There goes Tristan, I think. And, yes. Just wanted to let everyone know um, real fast because we got a couple minutes to put information about. We've got uh, this weekend is LA Times Book Festival. That, of course, is not here, but definitely, you know, our brother city over, you know, in LA. So, uh, second Friday tomorrow is actually all about music. So, uh, get on out and have some fun with all the bands that are going to be out there. Uh, tonight is one of our good friends, obviously, from uh, Carol Pacey, and she's going to be out uh, tonight, so let's get a link for her fast here. And, uh, of course, she was, uh, <laughs> by the way, guys, I've seen your picture with you guys, with your finger behind my head at, last night, so we gave little bunny ears. So I got bunny ears now, everyone. This is 422. Um, oh, yeah, she just wanted to give you an uh, album release. She's got an uh, album release on the 22nd. So definitely take a, take a look at her Facebook page to find out more about where she's going to be with her band and, of course, her new, brand new uh, album that is coming up. Because, you know, she's our... Yeah, 90 seconds. So get out there, guys, and have fun. I'm going to see you next. Um, I'm going to see you next Thursday. Tuesday is tax day, and nobody seemed to want to take that one on. So I have Sandra on for next. And we've talked to Sandra before about leadership, about uh, expanding your leadership abilities. And so Sandra will be on the 17th from 5:30, same bat channel, same bat place. And that's all we've got for now. You guys have a great night, and talk to you next Thursday.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.